On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, Tesla finally announces the 100D battery, Autopilot is vindicated by the U.S. government, the Gigafactory will make more of Model 3 than just the battery packs, and more. everybody, Ryan McCaffrey here with Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, episode number 77 for January 22nd, 2017. Uh, it's been an interesting week. I'll quickly recap it before getting to what is quite a bit of Tesla news. It's been a wild one. I told you last week I had just gotten back from a uh, baseball fantasy camp, which was quite the incredible experience. Well, it turns out I expected to be sore afterwards. Turns out I ended up hurting myself worse after camp. Then before, I was walking Maggie on uh, on Tuesday night and really kind of like tweaked something in what I thought was my hip. And it was really just tough to put weight on. It was really bugging me. I thought, man, I, I did something to my hip. So made a doctor's appointment on Friday for Monday. I'm recording on Friday night. And uh, uh, my wife has the good suggestion, oh, what, you should call the, the 24-hour help nurse and just see if they have any tips for managing it until Monday or over the weekend. Thought, okay, that's a good idea call up help nurse, you know, trying to help their best, although they're not there looking at you. She asked me a bunch of questions and then says, you should probably be seen before Monday. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that starts to get me all paranoid and go into an urgent care at nine o'clock at night. And fortunately, doctor takes one look at me, does a little range of motion, says, oh, it's not even your hip. It's it's a muscle strain over on the, the side of there. So, ah, oh, what a crazy, crazy week. And then uh, m- more seriously, on Monday, so possibly as, as some of you hear this or, or will have heard this, Maggie the Boxer is going in for her second dental surgery. The other half of that big messed up mouth of hers with all those extra teeth and bad teeth and poor teeth in the wrong direction and the overgrown gums and the cleaning and the whole thing. So uh, she, you know, it's still at her age with a heart condition. It's, it's a little risky, but, uh, you know, she pulled through very, very strong last time. So... Uh, I feel good about this one, and then after this, we know her mouth will be in as good a shape as it's really ever been, so uh, lots going on, but lots going on in the world of Tesla as well, starting with the, at the very end of the week here, we got the 100D battery announcement, the 100 kilowatt hour battery announcement from Tesla, Uh, this being announced as predicted, you know, I think we talked about it on here, and others had written in about it too, yeah, I kind of figured that it would be early in the year. Not only, well, first of all, because Tesla had said so when the P100D was announced and there was no non-performance version to go with it. They had said, oh, it'll be about three or four months. And it's been about three or four months now. And sure enough, I kind of figured, oh, it, it'll probably be shortly after the end of the uh, the current referral period, the, that referral program, which was uh, ended, of course, last week on the, what, 15th. And yeah, sure enough, it came today with the uh, part of a new referral program, you know, try to try to, you know, spur some sales a little bit. And also, you know, the free supercharging for life is now gone. So this is a new carrot on the end of the stick that Tesla is is uh, dangling out to try and get people to put orders in for the cars. And I, I do think it's going to be successful because listen to the very, very impressive specifications 
on the 100 kilowatt hour battery. On the Model S, the 100D will get you a 335 mile range. That's 20 more than the performance version, which should mean that the charge you see when you get in the car every day, uh, should you buy one, and assuming that you charge to the more or less default 90% every day, you should be pretty well right at 300 miles every day that you get in the car for your daily daily use. Uh, that's up from a, you know the max of 294 on the 90D. So uh, that is you're going to get in your car and see that big number, that 300. At least I I think so. So that is that is big. That's uh you know that's really not that the Model S has a range anxiety problem at this point, but. You know, anybody out there who may really love the car but is just maybe is clinging on to a little bit of range anxiety, if this battery pack doesn't sway them, arguably nothing will. Meanwhile, on the Model X 100D non-performance version, you're good for 295 maximum miles. That's up from the 257 mile capacity of the 90D, so a really nice boost uh, for the Model X there as well, arguably even more of an important jump from the 90 to the 100 on the X because, of course, you know, the X, being a heavier car, a bigger car, uses a higher watt-hours per mile. You know, it's, it's less efficient than the Model S is. So having that uh, bigger buffer there, 295-mile maximum theoretical range, should do a lot for Model X. I, I really expect that the uh, the 100D in both cars is going to become very, very popular because you get fantastic range in either one, and you still get great performance. It's rated the same as the 90D, 4.2 second, 0 to 60 time on the Model S, meanwhile 4.8 seconds, 0 to 60 on the Model X. And you get that without paying that huge premium for the one and only performance version offered now, which is that ludicrous enabled version. And in case you're wondering on price, both uh, on both cars, it's a $3,000 upgrade from the 90D. Uh, now the question is, well, a question is simply, will the 90Ds start shipping as 100 kilowatt, 100D packs with a software upgrade option, because that's certainly something we've seen from Tesla in the past, particularly as they transition out of making the physical 90 kilowatt hour packs. But uh, I, Tesla's history definitely suggests that the 90D uh, is going to get phased out fairly soon. I would surmise, my best guess would, would be that that's going to occur within a within a quarter or so, fiscal quarter, maybe less. Uh, I do see you know, that that's what's happened to, to every bet. The 70 went away, the 60 went away, and event, of course eventually came back in software-locked, software-limited form. But uh, of course the 85D went away when the 90 came in. So this is, this is not new for Tesla. Um, but yeah, I, I really, it's, uh, on paper, it sure seems like that is a very, very worthwhile $3,000 upgrade to your order. If you're, if you're in the design studio looking to buy a car, you, you're looking at a, you know, again, a 294 90D versus a 335 100D on an S and then a 257 
mile Model X versus a 295 mile. So quite a boost there. So that was that was the big news for Tesla this week. Also, though, this was uh, this was an interesting announcement made by Nevada Governor Brian Sandoval, and that is that the Model Three motors, the electric motors, will be made and manufactured at the Gigafactory, which is which is really cool. I mean, that's uh, more for the Gigafactory to do, which is going to necessitate an additional 550 jobs in Sparks, Nevada, which is great news for that state and for. For Tesla, as they they continue to hire more people all around the country at, at all of their various places, but obviously the you know Gigafactory is you know currently I think it's fair to say that the Gigafactory is the second most important building uh, in the in the Tesla empire, with with of course the Fremont factory, the Tesla factory being the most important. But we sure it sure seems like we're heading for a, a time when. You know, Teslas are made in California, but maybe they won't. Maybe they'll also be made in Nevada at some point uh, entirely. At least, if not all of them, some of them. You know, that's not to say they can't have two plants running if they are able to to scale up enough over the, over the coming years. Because remember, Elon has said that he'd ideally like to have the factory sit on top of a lithium mine and have a car come out. So it wouldn't surprise me at all. If the Gigafactory ended up turning into a full-blown second car factory at some point, maybe maybe the Gigafactory will manufacture the threes. Maybe the manufacturer the, the Gigafactory will end up manufacturing the the minibus or the semi trucks. I mean, it's it's entirely possible. I mean, especially uh, especially the semi. If, once they get to that, that's going to be a very very different manufacturing process than what goes on in Fremont now. With the SX and pretty soon the three, of course they're prepping the Fremont factory now with the Model Three production line. So that is interesting, and also worth noting here, Tesla. It was announced by Nevada Governor Brian Sandoval. Tesla will invest an additional three hundred and fifty million dollars to outfit the Gigafactory with with the production lines necessary to make those electric motors and gearbox components. So. The good news—that's good news for Nevada. You know, Nevada uh, stepped up and gave Tesla, uh, you know, a fairly sweetheart deal. They gave them the best offer. You know, remember New Mexico was competing for the Gigafactory. Arizona was in the mix for the Gigafactory for a little bit. Uh, since certainly so was California, and Nevada stepped up, gave Tesla the best offer, and and Tesla is now uh, really—I don't want to necessarily say. I don't want this to be taken literally as repaying Nevada for that, but but they are validating Nevada's trust and investment in Tesla with the continued, you know, the uh, not only the growth the growth and usage of the Gig Factory, but the fact that it's all proceeded on or ahead of schedule. So uh, m- more good news there for Tesla and for Nevada. So for for you fellow Model Three reservation holders, our cars will be. Made in California, mostly, but the you know the the sort of almost a, a good chunk of the chassis. You know, you got the the battery pack and the motor motor or motors, depending which configuration you decide to order, will be coming out of Nevada. This was a fun Elon tweet this week. I, I wish I could have could take credit for this, but uh, no. There's a gentleman on Twitter uh, who asked Elon. Could you shed some light on what the Tesla logo represents, please? So many theories out there. 
but no one knows. And Elon uh, caught him in a, in a tweet-happy mood. He ran off a, a handful of tweets. He replied to this saying, similar to SpaceX, the T, the Tesla T, is like a cross-section of an electric motor, just as the X in SpaceX is like a rocket trajectory. If you happen to look at the that sort of swooping part of the X in SpaceX, and I never, I never knew that. I never knew that about the Tesla logo. So I thought that's a fun little bit of Tesla trivia that that uh, you can now use to. I don't know if you want to. If you're playing some sort of trivia game with <laughs> maybe on like a board game night or or uh, or something or just some some fun thing to to take to your next Tesla outing. Whether you're maybe you're in a Tesla, one of the Tesla clubs, if you're an owner now or, or an enthusiast, so I thought that was pretty cool. And and by the way, I, I do want to just go on record. I love the Tesla T logo. I've o- I've always liked it. You know, a car company logo is a is a. Uh, I know it's all marketing, right? But for me, I, I've just always when I was a little kid in school, and I was always into cars as a little kid. I used to sketch. I used to draw. The, the car manufacturer logos in in like the school the spiral bound notebook like the little you know the, the Chevy symbol and uh, I I wrote a whole lot of DMCs a lot of DeLorean that that backwards D and then DMC that was such a cool logo too but I always liked the Tesla T logo it's it's simple it's elegant and it's just cool like it's it's cool I have a I got a new shirt for Christmas from my in laws. It says, you know, it's Tesla mating. It says made in California. It's just the T logo is just cool. I love the Tesla logo. So I thought that was a fun little thing to share. Getting a bit more serious here, uh, moving on. Autopilot has been cleared. Tesla has been cleared and Autopilot itself has been cleared by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration after their investigation into the fatal Florida crash back in May that killed Joshua Brown, that investigation was completed and Tesla and Autopilot uh, were found to be not at fault. Autopilot was operating correctly. This is a quote from the report. NHTSA's examination did not identify any defects in the design or performance of the automatic emergency braking or autopilot systems of the subject vehicle's nor any incidents in which the systems did not perform as designed, end quote. Now, the data shows that this, is, this was the, the thing that Elon uh, latched onto and, and did tweet out. The data shows that the Tesla vehicle's crash rate dropped by almost 40% after auto steer installation. So basically, auto steer is a very, very safe Thing at least safer than not using it. Forty percent safer than not using it. Elon followed that up by saying uh, on Twitter, "Our target is a ninety percent reduction with hardware two as the software matures." As far as this investigation goes, this result certainly was expected by me. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think any anyone but really the. Uh, most diehard Tesla. What's the opposite of an enthusiast? I get, haters is too obvious of a word, but uh, but the the bears, I guess, were, were were maybe rooting against this. But I expected Tesla would be vindicated. And you know, for me, again, I've said this a lot in the past, but Elon and Tesla have have earned the benefit of the doubt on these things. For me, uh, 
And it's it's really great to see them be formally cleared. And and better yet, it's even better to see independent data verifying Tesla's own autopilot safety claims. So that was good news this week. I wanted to share with a couple more stories, but first, while we're on the subject of autopilot, I wanted to share a fascinating letter, an email I received from Todd Wilson. Listen to this. He says, if autopilot hardware is always watching and processing, what if Tesla introduces a co-pilot mode for their cars? I'm a pilot for a major airline, and yes, autopilot is great. Turn it on, let the computer follow the magenta line. Uh, great. But what is really valuable to you is your co-pilot, also known as the pilot monitoring. You're manually flying the airplane, but the PM's job is to be there if you transgress from proper track or procedure and provide you a nudge back in the right direction. Todd continues, so you are manually driving your Model 3, and you have co-pilot with multiple levels of intervention. This is, this is him laying out his idea now. Since the car is constantly calculating the safe area it can operate, you send your newly licensed 16-year-old son or daughter out on his or her first solo drive with co-pilot set to the max level of 5. It will ping messages for illegal lane changes and speed limit transgressions and such, but it will not let him or her drive out of the safe zone. You're sending your child out in a car that essentially is uncrashable. It will always stop before rear-ending a car. It will always prevent a lane change into a car in the blind spot, etc. Basically, it can take control from the driver when situations dictate. Uh, one other example he cites. Your 93-year-old father insists on driving himself around. Fine. His Tesla is set at co-pilot level 3. Again, he gets to manually drive around as much as possible, but the car is ready to intervene when necessary, but not as aggressively as with the brand new teen driver. Uh, so I thought, he, he continues with a couple of other examples, but I thought that was a really interesting idea that, that I would think, given the technology that, that Tesla is developing and the things that Elon has talked about, it would seem to be a thing that's, that's doable. You know, you have to obviously opt into that and probably password code it in some cases, but that seems like a thing that could really help bridge the gap in the exact sort of examples he writes about. Because there's, we talked about it, I think, a, maybe a couple shows back about the psychology of let, allowing a car to drive for you because we've spent our entire lives, all of us, no matter how old we are, our entire adult lives driving for ourselves and there is human ego that gets involved and you you know whether consciously or subconsciously some of some of a lot of us might think no I I'm not I I'm, I'm going to drive I I've got to do it but uh yeah this this co-pilot idea that Todd lays out I like it I wonder if Elon's thinking about something like it Speaking of Mr. Musk and hardware 2 he had tweeted out very early in the week that hardware 2 autopilot did deploy in shadow mode for the whole fleet. It may have activated and come, come online actively by the time any of you hear this. So uh, as, as I, checked, I always check Elon's Twitter right before I record. Nothing yet from him about this, but uh, we've, we've heard in the past, we know the autopilot team has, uh, particularly on this, with this push right now, to get hardware two up to par with hardware one on the autopilot front. That autopilot team is working seven days a week. So uh, the show, of course, will publish on Sunday morning. It is entirely possible that Sunday morning that uh, Autopilot 2 will have 
gone active for those of you with hardware two cars. So keep an eye out for that. Meanwhile, a quick note for those of you real old schoolers, those of you with 2012 Model S's, a heads up from our friend Joe Willett from Michigan who has a 2012 beautiful signature red Model S. Uh, he's forwarded me a message that he received from Tesla. The 2012s are being subject to a uh, an airbag recall. It's part of the ongoing Takata uh, situation, the Takata airbag recall. So uh, if you do have a 2012 Model S, you've probably already heard about this. But in case you haven't, feel free to, to uh, reach out to your nearest service center and schedule a service appointment, and they will swap out those airbags for you. Uh, one other note, too, before I get to the last story this week, a correction from a, a mistake I made last week. A few of you very kindly and respectfully, politely pointed it out. The supercharging story I did about the two-tier system and the different uh, fees, the different you know kilowatt-hour rates for the electricity for any time you go over your annual allotment of supercharging kilowatt hours. Uh, if you do have to pay for those, most states are going to be the one flat rate. Uh, as I said, California, 20, always going to be 20 cents per kilowatt hour. It's just the handful of states where uh, it's a two-tier system So you, for the, the slower, fast, faster charging. So that is a, it's one or the other, not both. So I, I apologize for that mix-up on my part. And again, thank you to the handful of people that did politely correct me on that. One last fun story for this week. A P100D race car was unveiled, capable of a 0-60 to time of about 2 seconds flat. Uh, it does 2.1 seconds up to get to 100 kilometers per hour, which is, as many of you probably know, that's 0 to 62 miles per hour is how that translates. So you got to figure that shave off that last 2 miles per hour and you might be at 2 seconds flat. It is part of, uh, this is the Electric GT Racing Series. It is an all-Tesla, all-electric racing championship that was, re- uh, they recently announced that they're gonna, they were going to use P85 Pluses for the cars, but when the P100Ds come out, they were so darn impressive that they decided to switch and have all the cars be P100Ds to race around with. So uh, they unveiled the first car. You may have seen pictures of it online. If not, it is cool to to look up and and check out for yourself. They unveiled their modified version. This comes via Electrek at the annual Autosport International Show in Birmingham. Uh, And the racing series, the Electric GT Championship Series, will take place on racing circuits in Europe and in the Americas later on this year. Electrek noting there will be 10 teams and 20 drivers who will compete across seven races during season one. Weekends will consist of a 20-minute practice session, 60-minute qualifying, a day race of 60 kilometers, and a dusk race of the same amount. Each round will be a weekend-long festival of technology and innovation for sustainability in and around the circuits. Uh, But it's worth noting, by the way, professional race car driver and noted Tesla owner and enthusiast. You may be familiar with her. If not, I highly encourage you to follow her on on Twitter. She's uh, wonderful. In fact, I 
uh, been meaning to reach out to her, see if uh, she might want to come chat on here sometime. Leilani Munter uh, is, is participating in the Electric GT Series. Should be really fun to watch. You know, I mean, electric car racing is only going to become more and more prevalent as the battery technology advances. You know, of course, bigger battery packs that can that have better range, uh, that can you know manage the the heat better uh, for when they're really put pedal to the metal for you know really run hard. So I uh, think this is very very cool. And then as for the performance of this, they again they. Uh, you might imagine that they had to drop a lot of weight in order to get that zero to sixty time down by another half second from where it is now. And indeed, they—they—that's uh, they, exactly what they did. They stripped the interiors. If you—if you check out the photos online, and they also said they modified the suspensions and braking systems. There uh, also the, the the some of the body panels have some you know, flares for a little. Additional aerodynamics. They've got the big uh, whale tails on the back for downforce. But yeah, this this should be a fun racing series to check out. So uh, look into that if you are curious. And that wraps it up for the news this week. We've got a, a handful. We got a, whoa, one, two, just a, actually a couple, three, three. In fact, three phone calls coming up in the Ride the Lightning Hotline right after this. You know what time it is. It is Ride the Lightning Hotline time, the part of the show where it's your time to call in, participate, ask a question, uh, offer up a discussion topic, whatever you want to do. So if you've got questions, comments, or discussion topics, give me a call anytime. It's a toll-free number, and that number, which you can call or Skype if you like, 1-888-989-8752. That's one 888 TSLA. And if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. First up is Mike from Charlottesville, who uh, has a Model 3 question that is worth pondering as we get closer and closer to the Model 3 reveal part three that we'll be looking for in March-ish. Mike, go ahead. Hey, Brian. This is Mike from Charlottesville again. Now, this is kind of pertaining to the Model 3 in terms of the all-wheel drive option versus the real-wheel drive option. Now, with all-wheel drive, you'll have a front motor. I'm just curious how you think that that will affect the overall storage space with the front. So keep doing what you're doing. I, I love the show, and thanks. Bye. Thank you for the call, Mike. So it's entirely possible that the frunk storage space hit, that the hit that the Model 3 will take in that department won't be as severe as the S. And I have no facts to base this on. This is purely speculation on my part. But the reason I say that is because the Model 3 was absolutely almost 99% guaranteed to be designed from the get-go, from paper, to have an optional second motor in the front. Whereas with the S, I'm not actually sure if it was designed to ever have a second motor from square one or if it was a thing. Because, of course, the D's, you know, the, the dual motor cars came a good bit later. They came, what, uh, two years later. So uh, 
were, you know, the X's were designed for it from day one, but the S's not necessarily. And so, you know, the in the S, the that second motor really eats into your frunk space. Uh, you know, I think for most people, it's a worthy trade-off to get that additional range and traction and performance. But nevertheless, there is a there is a sacrifice you make there in the frunk for uh, for having that second motor in the S. But that's what I'm saying. It's possible that if it's been accounted for from day one with the Model Three, that it might not actually uh, be as as much of a of a loss of cargo space in the three. Obviously, no one has gotten a look inside the Model 3 frunk yet. Uh, much has been made of the rear trunk. There are photos of that online. There were, of course, all the, that was one of the, the biggest topics, biggest bits of uh, discussion coming out of the Model 3 reveal was the, I don't want to call it a panic, but the, let's call it mild, let's call it uh, healthy concern on, on, uh, reservation holders part that this thing that it's not a hatchback and that it wouldn't be able to hold as much as the s and etc and elon took to twitter to you know kind of reassure people and say that they were making adjustments to that to that trunk area but remember too the model 3 is only a foot shorter in length than the model s is and that front if rather that foot i should say if you look at illustrations if you look at the cars overlaid on top of each other from the side, from a side uh, profile, that foot comes entirely out of the front and rear of the car. The, the cabin, the interior compartment, the greenhouse, as it were, appears to actually be the same size. And Elon talked about that, about how they were, at the reveal, how they, moved, they were able to move the front firewall forward and really have you sitting forward in in the car because there is no engine in the front of the car and that's how they're able to get you know more rear leg room and uh, just have the the actual interior volume be approximately the same as the s despite the fact that the car is a bit shorter so uh but that yeah that that foot shorter length of the car does come entirely out of the front and rear so it between the second motor, if you order it, and just, again, the, the fact that the car is shorter, we might be looking, even if it's designed, again, designed from, from square one with a, the option of a second motor in mind, we might still be looking at a relatively small frunk area, particularly in the dual, mo- dual motor Model 3s. I suspect that we will see it at the Model 3 reveal part three. That I, I've got to figure if that's going to be, here's everything about this car that Either Tesla will open up that frunk themselves, or it's going to get photographed and posted online with that frunk open. Let me move now to Justin from New Jersey reacting to a Level 5 autonomous Tesla discussion from a couple shows back. Uh, He has a a sort of thought on that and a question on that. So, Justin, take it away. Hello, this is Justin from New Jersey. A couple weeks ago, the topic of the fully autonomous Teslas with Level 5 autonomy driving around elderly people was brought up. Now, in that same vein, I'm wondering whether people actually have to have licenses when full autonomy is reached. Could a person with a disability that does not allow them to legally get a license still get a Tesla and be able to be driven around in it? Now, in that same vein, would children who are still young and aren't able to get their licenses, be able to summon the cars and go and get ice cream with their friends or something in that vein. 
Thank you very much for taking my question, and I'll be sure to look for your nephew when I go to the Tesla stores. Thank you. Justin, that is a great question, and it's going to be entirely up to the governments of the world, to the regulatory bodies and agencies. In fact, Elon was asked a question along these lines this past week. He was asked about uh, autopilot and its you know, future evolution. Will this work for people with medically suspended licenses due to conditions like epilepsy? And Elon replied very honestly, it might, am not sure. Uh, you know, Elon and the Tesla team, they're, they're only going to be able to present reams and reams of data about autopilot level four to, to the government and, and regu- governments and regulatory agencies of the world. If I had to guess, which again, that's all I can do at this point, even Elon says he's not sure, I don't think it's going to be possible for me to send my Tesla to pick up my daughter from school without me in the car when 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 it's level four, which is uh, which is what we're looking at with the certainly the early Model Threes and and the current Teslas, because remember level five uh, is described as a car that doesn't even have controls for a human to operate. So I I think as long as there are steering wheel controls, there will probably be a worry, probably a, a valid one that kids might climb into the front seat, the driver's seat, and try to take control of the car, thus putting themselves and others at great potential risk. But again, in a, in a, if we get to a level five scenario where there simply is no human way to control the car manually, you know, if we get to that point, when, not if, when we get to that point, which I do think that Level five could take a good while. Level four, I think we're, you know, Elon's going to have us at fairly soon, sooner than than we think. But uh, with level five, I think it would it would make no difference to the the governments and regulators at that point whether you know there's just a kid in the car or uh, you know a, a vision impaired person or what have you, because the per- that person would have no way of even possibly controlling what the car is doing but that's it is again it's a it's a great question to bring up and it's it's definitely something that is going to have to be figured out in the coming years final call this week third and final call comes to us from uh hope i'm pronouncing this right i listened to this a few times closely is i hope it's vahe from vegas wondering if automatic emergency braking might uh do something else to help protect the car and its occupants. So uh, take it away, sir. Hey, Ryan. Uh, Vahe from Vegas. Um, I just had a quick question for you. I know with the video all around the Internet of the Tesla predicting a crash and stopping before it rear-ended somebody, with all that going around, uh, one of my coworkers actually brought it to my attention. Um, I haven't heard of it, but if a Tesla is stopped and somebody is not braking, Will from behind is about to rear end him or her. Will the Tesla actually adjust, move up, uh, get out of the way completely? Um, just wondering if you've heard anything about that. Toxin, but so I looked this up, and the, the best I could find, the best of the knowledge here is uh, that no, t- 
Teslas will not do this. Because number one, it, it is automatic emergency braking, not automatic emergency accelerating. And number two, moving a car forward against the driver's will, in effect, opens up a huge can of potentially awful worms for Tesla or any other auto, manu- auto manufacturer. Do feel free, please correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I, I, one thing for sure, the Teslas do have side crash avoidance systems where they, they can maneuver themselves slightly. Uh, they, they will detect and react to imminent crashes from the side by moving. So, uh, But yeah, I don't believe that they can actually move forward uh, without driver in, uh, interaction or or interference isn't the right word, but yeah, just driver action. So uh, another excellent question. Three good, three great calls this week. Again, you you guys, uh, you everybody out there, I so appreciate your calls each and every week. Please do keep them coming. This I love this part of the show. So if you've got a, a Tesla topic you want to talk about, whether it's reacting to something I said or another caller said this week, you just got something Tesla on your mind, do give a call. It's a, it's a toll-free hotline. You just leave a nice, easy message there. The number, the toll-free number, 1-888-989-8752. Or you can just record something into your phone in the voice recorder and email me that. Uh, the email address is teslapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, details on the new referral program, which as expected did kick in and this, it's a doozy. This is a, this is a, they have revised, they've really made the new referral program extra interesting. So those details plus a few other final points for you right after this very quick musical break. So uh, first off, let me actually say thank you to Abstract Ocean. They have, uh, as I mentioned every week, they have kindly set up a coupon code, 20% off for Ride the Lightning podcast listeners. So if you're in the market for any Model X, Model S accessories, whether you're an owner or not, there's stuff for everybody, check out the site abstractocean.com. And after you've got everything you want in your shopping cart, Use the coupon code RTL Podcast. All is one word. RTL Podcast. Put that code in at checkout, and you will get twenty percent off of your order. So great stuff there. Now, the referral program. I'll try to make this quick, but it is back, and it is better than ever. And this is this is a big one. So uh, those of you, I, you were so kind. Uh, Ten of you bought a car using the referral code last time, Michael from Milbray. Well, this one, the stakes are even higher because this isn't just a raffle for a, for a Model S or Model X for each, each referral. This is the first person in each region. So I'm, I'm here in North America. First person in each region that gets to 20 gets a car. Just there's no drawing. It's first to 20 gets a car ludicrous car so this is the dream right here for me i'm very lucky to have a platform here on the podcast that has grown by leaps and bounds over these first you know this first year and a half well yeah over a year and a half already geez seven, <laughs> we're 77 shows in so um the new referral program runs through march 15th so about uh, two months total 
So folks, if you are considering a Tesla purchase, maybe that 100D, either the S or the X is going to tempt you, please do use the referral code I'm about to give you because uh, you will get $1,000 off and I can begin my tally to, I mean, who knows? I You, you got to take a shot. Maybe I've got a shot at this. Um, it, we'll see. So the code, the referral code, I'll just give it to you here. The short link, put in your browser, ts.la slash Jeff2311. That's Jeff spelled J-E-F-F, the more traditional way. ts.la slash Jeff2311. That's going to get you $1,000 off of your new Tesla. CPO cars are not uh, eligible for this. So uh, if we, it, it's uh, Jeff from California. He is a friend of mine. He's done a lot for me over the years. Uh, he, uh, he asked me, oh, would you mind using mine one of these times? And, and so uh, I wanted to do that this time. After, after this time, we'll, we'll go back to the more sort of uh, first come, first serve, you know, listener, you know, listeners who, who volunteered. I, I so appreciate everybody who did volunteer their code. So uh, we'll see two, if, we get, uh, if we get two referrals or more, that's going to get uh, Jeff a rolling Tesla carry-on bag. Three of them will get him a Founder Series Model S for kids. The, the, the RC car that I've talked about before, I played you the, the ad. Uh, and I haven't talked to Jeff about this yet, but he doesn't have any little kids. I do. I wonder, he, he, maybe he might donate that one to me for, uh, for, a, for a heck of a birthday present for my daughter. I don't know. But uh, five referrals is a Founder Series, not autographed this time, uh, like the last one, but a Founder Series, a Powerwall 2. So that's huge if we get that for Jeff. Seven or more will get an invitation to the Model 3 delivery event, which I presume will be part four, effectively. And that's, God, I would love to to, to tag along with, I would love to get to go to that. Uh, that. That would be great for the show and just amazing for me personally. And then again, if we get if you get to 20, first one to 20 gets a car. So uh, there's a few more bits and pieces, but th- those are the highlights. So again, thanks to everybody that offered their code. Thank you to my friend Jeff for offering offering up yours. And let's let's get to 20. Let's see if we can do it. You never know. I'm just I'm extremely grateful for anybody who would even consider doing that. So uh, anyway, I want to thank the Patreon producers, the kind folks who, who donated to the, uh, the Ride the Lightning Patreon at the $20 or higher level. Uh, I want to thank, I mean, I thank all of you who, uh, who, who pledge anything in, in support of my efforts here. It's a lot of hours going to the show every week. Special thanks to those Patreon producers, Jeff Bartram, Paul Hussey, DJ Harbaugh, Pete White, Wolfgang Obergen, George Cassiopo, ZL Klein, David Brander, Nick Hoffman, Jonathan Wales, John Waltower, Scott Gillis, Michael Lucas, Alexi Heft, David Kittle, Lisa Kaz, Michael Oprey, Logan Willis, Matthew Para, and Michael Lester. Uh, if you are curious about the Patreon, maybe you'd like to consider pledging something. Every little bit helps. The site is patreon.com slash Podcast. Uh, do subscribe to Dave T's excellent weekly Tesla newsletter. You can sign up for that for free at teslaweekly.com. Uh, while you're out and about on Tesla websites, be sure to visit teslarati.com for the uh, fine effort that Gene and the team there put into covering daily Tesla news. 
and I think, ah, yes, you can, of course, follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. If it won't fit in 140 characters, you can always email me. That address is teslapodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I think that is, yes, that is it. Thanks to everybody. As always, most of you probably subscribe to the podcast by now. That's the easiest way to, to get it delivered straight to you without you having to do anything. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, or pick up the RSS feed or just MP3 downloads at the hosting site, which is teslapodcast.libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. Happy electric motoring, everybody, and I will see you back next week.